Welcome to the Online Business Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Morris. And in this show, I want to bring you conversations with experts, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who can help inspire, motivate, and give you the knowledge to grow your online business. I know when you're just starting out on your journey as an entrepreneur, the learning curve can feel huge. I want this podcast to help shorten that timeline for you by giving you all the tools, knowledge, and advice that you need to grow a wildly successful online business. Let's get started. Welcome to the Online Business Like a Boss podcast. And in this episode, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I want to do an episode dedicated to Taylor Swift because, well, why not? Um, I'm a big Swifty, actually. I've always liked Taylor Swift's music. I remember when Love Story came out and she was so young. I think she was about 15 or 16 when she really hit it big with Love Story. And believe it or not, her career has now spanned over two decades, which makes me feel incredibly old. Um, But she's not. She's only 34. So at 34 years old, She is now a cultural phenomenon with a global brand worth more than billion dollars. She has the ability to influence the GDP, the gross domestic product of the United States of America, just by turning up and singing songs that she wrote about her life. If that isn't an incredibly powerful woman, then I don't know what it is. And Harvard University in America, and I I believe UC Berkeley, have started teaching courses dedicated to the magnificence and magnitude that is Taylor Swift. So I think that there is a lot that everyone could learn from Taylor Swift in the way that she manages her brand and her business. But, uh, you know, every business owner could look at Taylor Swift and take note of what she's doing. And so that's what I really wanted to do in this podcast is to just jot down some thoughts that I had from looking at her brand and looking at the way that she runs her business and pick out some notes that might be relevant to online business owners. So there we go. Taylor Swift Uh, first of all, has built an incredible brand. She always looks on brand. When you see her, and over the course of the 20 years that she's been in the public spotlight, you never really see her looking worse for wear or misbehaving or falling out of nightclubs. She's always polite to photographers. She's always polite to fans. And that kindness is really one of her core brand values that I think sets her apart in terms of the way that she's been able to build and nurture her fan base. And she probably has some of the most loyal, devoted fans that there are. So what has she done? So over the course of her career, she's often reached out and sent personal messages to fans or responded to comments on social media, sent little video clips. Uh, She's had parties where she's invited some of her most dedicated fans to come, I think, to her house for a party, for a listening party for one of her albums. Um, I've heard stories where she has paid for medical treatment for her fans, paid off a fan's debt. 
sent packages to fans in the mail to surprise them. So there's that care and that dedication and that kindness that really comes through. And I was watching the Americana documentary uh, with my daughter the other week, and I'll refer to that documentary several times um, throughout this episode. Uh, And she said that she was always brought up to be a good girl, to do the right thing, to do the good thing, to be a good singer, to be a good person, to be a good daughter, to be a good friend. And I think that goodness really comes across. And it's one thing that she's really held to throughout her her business, her brand, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I think that is so, so important and something that we can learn in business. Because in business, building a business is all about the relationships that you're creating with other people. And if you can be kind and if you could be good to work with and people have a favorable impression of you, the way that, you know, their interactions with you have come across, whether it's through your comments, through your content, through having a call with you, people are going to remember the interactions and they'll remember the kindness. And then that might be the deciding factor that makes them want to work with you. There are a lot of singers, there are a lot of great singers, but I think that Taylor Swift's personality is one of the things that makes her so magnetic and so um, attractive to fans is because she's so relatable, she's so down to earth, and she's so kind, and people feel like they could really get to know her. And also, I think the way that she shares her life and her story, her openness through the music that she writes, she is really an open book, and she shared some really painful elements of you know her past relationships and her relationship with herself and I think that there's something in all of those human stories that people really relate to and that takes a lot of personal bravery because if we think about when we're posting our social media We might have a kind of wobble, you know, posting out to our few hundred, few thousand fans on social media, um, something that's a little bit more of a personal post. And I just imagine for a moment that when she writes a song, she knows that millions, hundreds of millions, billions of people are going to be listening to that song and judging that song, you know, and the amount of bravery it takes to put your actual real life feelings and your heart and your soul and come across authentically as she does, knowing that you're going to be judged on such a huge global scale. I think she's so brave, so, so brave. And she has a huge team behind her, obviously, that helps make everything work, you know, from the Eras tour, the huge successful tour that she's currently on. But at the end of the day, she is stood there by herself in the center of those huge arenas with 60, 70, 96,000 people she had in Australia, 96,000 people staring down at her while she performs. I mean, just the amount of, I mean, pressure the intense pressure that that must be on the shoulders of this very young woman 
but she's a consummate professional. She has such an amazing work ethic. Uh, there was uh, a part of the documentary where um, one of the producers says that he's lit- she is literally the hardest working person that he has ever met. Um, she writes her own music. She plays her own instruments. She um, fastidiously looks after her health and her well-being and maintains her energy so that she can give her all on the shows. She'll change huge parts of her life and her routine in order to have the kind of energy that she needs to show up for her fans and put on the kind of performance that she wants. Um, In the six months leading up to the start of the Eras tour, she would go onto a treadmill and sing the entire three-hour set list while she was on a treadmill, um, running in the fast songs and walking in the slower songs which I think if you think of the dedication of that, just incredible. Um, And then Taylor Swift is also really strategic with her brand partnerships. Um, So she has celebrity friends who she spends time with. They're very carefully selected, I want to say, that they're also, you know, people who are nice who have the kind of same image that aligns with her image and not to say that she's calculating in who she spends her time with but uh, they do these new friendships do often give her access to different audiences that she may not have resonated with previously Um, and so you know, as a business owner, you might think about how your in-person networking could open up new audiences uh, for yourself. So are you going to in-person events? Are you connecting with your peers in your industry and, you know, making new relationships? Because it could be that your next client uh, comes to find you because your new business friend has posted a photo of you with a link to your page on their um, Facebook page or Instagram page. So these partnerships are really strategic. And if they do not align with her brand, um, so I don't know how true this story is, but uh, she was romantically linked to the 1975 singer Matt Healy uh, last summer. And then Apparently, he had made some comments that were unkind, unfriendly towards uh, the singer Ice Spice. Not only did she immediately break off the relationship, but then you notice that Ice Spice was had pride of place next to her in the Super Bowl suite in January, watching her now boyfriend, uh, Travis Kels, win the Super Bowl. Not a coincidence, I would think. And then... In terms of the bravery as well and the authenticity that Taylor Swift has, she uh, had a moment in earlier on in her career, which is shown in the documentary Americano, where she'd always been portrayed as this nice, uh, all-American sweetheart of a gal. You know, everyone loved her because she was, you know, she appealed to everyone across the board. She had no strong opinions. She was just kind and smiley blonde that turned up and sang nice country songs. And, you know, that was her public image. And then there was a a pivotal pivotal moment that was shown in the film where 
she strongly opposed the political candidate that was running for office in her home state of Tennessee. And this particular candidate was very right-wing conservative and was opposed to um, gay marriage and gay rights, which Taylor felt very, very strongly against. And she had the she had the decision to make whether she would come out in opposition of this candidate and risk alienating a huge portion of her fan base. And her advisors, even her own father said, you know, don't do it. Stay out of politics. You're a singer. You're an entertainer. It's not your place to kind of weigh in on these options. And because she felt so strongly, she said, no, I'm going to do it. And, you know, no matter what it costs my career, I can't, I can't look myself in the mirror unless I am supporting the people that I'm you know, so passionate about supporting. And there's the moment where they're all sat around and they had drafted the statement that she was going to put on her social media and they had to press send to her 250 million followers that she had at the time. I'm sure it's a lot more now. But what an incredible, brave thing to do to stand up for and to voice your opinions and support causes that are close to your heart and that you care about, whether it's going to potentially cost you fans in the long run. And I think that in terms of you know online business owners building their personal brands, we can often risk being very bland and not standing out in our own online market space because we can be too afraid to voice our opinions and too afraid to support causes that are close to our heart. And, you know, on a much smaller scale, that's what we're doing on a much smaller scale, let's demonstrate and let's embrace some of the bravery that Taylor Swift has in building our brand authentically and saying what we feel and, you know, talking about the things that are important to us and the things that we care about in our business. And then finally, well, not finally, sorry. Um, in addition, Taylor Swift has, over the course of her career, has built a million billion dollar body of work through writing songs. And she now has purchased her back catalog. So she has all the rights to her own music that she can now take ownership of and and uh, do what she likes with, release the music that she likes, that she wants. Um, such a powerful position to be in as a performer, as a singer-songwriter, because a lot of the times um, the record label or another company maintains the rights to your music. So how are you building your assets, your business assets? Um, this could be your courses, your programs, your books, your body of work is so, so important to your business and make sure that you are building it and you're protecting your intellectual property um, by looking into trademarks and, um, you know, any other intellectual property protection that's going to safeguard your business and your assets. And then over delivery. So the Eris tour tickets 
some people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars, pounds, euros, just to show up and be one of the 100,000, 70,000 people in a huge arena watching her. And from the very top of those arenas, she just must look absolutely minuscule and you're mainly just watching her on the screens. But people just want to be there. They want to be in the stadium. And thousands of people are even just sitting outside of the stadiums just so they can hear it secondhand. And no one's coming away going, what a waste of money. Because every single show, even though she's performing the same show, the same set, night after night after night, she puts her absolute all into every single show. You know, and she said in one of her articles or interviews, you know, whether she's heartbroken, whether she doesn't feel well, no matter what's going on in her personal life, she shows up and she goes 110% for her audience because she cares about her fans and she cares about the experience that they're going to have. So when we're looking at how we're delivering to our audience and to our clients, are we giving that same level of of intensity and that same level of care and energy that we're bringing into creating our content to working with our clients no matter what's going on in our life we have to maintain the energy we have to make sure that we're creating and cultivating the right energetic uh, atmosphere um, because you know we're not always going to feel 100% on top of our game but there are things that we can do that are going to safeguard and to promote better energy so uh, looking after our health and nutrition getting enough sleep and journaling getting therapy sessions in whatever it is that you need to do to stay on top of your game think of yourself as you know Taylor Swift as being the center of this brand this business that you're building and make sure that you're looking after your health your energy your mindset in the same way that Taylor must be looking after hers to be able to get up and deliver these incredible performances night after night after night. And then Taylor also has an incredible offer ecosystem. So if we look at what she's selling, primarily she's selling uh, albums. So her music, which is a low ticket offer because an album might cost $19, $20, $10.99, depending if you're getting a physical CD or if you're just downloading it um, or you're streaming it. So music is really a low ticket offer. And she has a large enough fan base now that selling the music enough, just alone, would be enough to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. But she also has the offer ecosystem. So she has the merchandise, which, you know, I believe a Taylor Swift jumper um, sweatshirt is something around 60 to to $100 for a, a, an Eras Tour sweatshirt. And she's selling out every single show. She's selling out all of these um, hats and bags and, and jumpers and people are buying them. So that would be a sort of mid-tier offer. And then, of course, you have her high ticket offer, the Eras Tour tickets, which I think are going from anywhere from several hundred dollars per ticket up to thousands of dollars per ticket. So thousands of dollars to see the same 
to hear the same music that you can get with the low ticket offer, right? What's the difference? Her time, her one-on-one time, and she's delivering one to many. So that same three hours of time delivered, you know, over the over the three hours to her 75,000 odd fans um, is still just three hours of her time, but she's averaging about 13 million for those three hours. It's not bad. Not a bad use of that time for her. So think about how you can start to create an offer ecosystem in your business as well. So you'll have your low ticket offer, you'll have your medium mid-tier offers, and then you have your high ticket offers. And high ticket offers can still be you delivering the same kind of content, but face-to-face, either one-to-one or in a group setting if you're doing group coaching. And you're able to leverage your time um, by having, you know, more people coming in when you're doing group coaching. You know, you're you're delivering the same content, the same amount of time, but to more people. And so you're leveraging your time a bit more like Taylor Swift. There you are. And then finally, uh, the way that she has repackaged that high ticket offer. So her Eras tour. She recognized that not everyone is going to be able to come along to the Eras Tour. So then she repackaged that same concert experience and repurposed it into the Eras Tour film, which then became one of her low ticket offers. So again, you buy a cinema ticket, you can go and you can experience the film. And then in a stroke of genius, repurposed it again and sold it to Disney Plus to stream for $75 million for something that she had already created once. Incredible. So when you are thinking about the lessons that you can learn from Taylor Swift, think about how you can apply some of her magic to your own business. How are you making people feel when they interact with you? How are you coming across? How are you showing up for the people in your audience? What value are you providing them? How are you interacting with them? And what is it that you want people to take away from their experience with you? Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. 